Good to see you. Uh, for those of you joining uh, on YouTube, Facebook, I'm also excited to see uh, people here because my relationship with the camera is work in progress, so <laughs> it's good to see people here. I feel encouraged and I feel strengthened even as I share what God has put in my heart. I love the worship, I love the word, Lee and uh, Adam. Yes, this, this is a very interesting times, but I'm convinced of one thing. Things may change, seasons may change, but God never changes. Amen. He remains the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so even as I was thinking about the message uh, this morning, I was wondering, Lord, what would be your response to such a season? And what are you calling the church to partner with in such a season? And as I reflected, I'm, I'm convinced that the Lord wants to do something in us that will be a solution and give hope to the people that God brings our way, even in this season. It is during the times of darkness that our light shines even brighter. Because we carry the light. Jesus is the light. And so, in very interesting, dynamic times, what we carry becomes an answer to what people are looking for in the world. And so, as, as I reflected, I felt the Lord really wants to do something in us that we may truly be the salt and the light in this season. Matthew chapter 5, 13 and 16, and I read. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and be trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I, I believe and I'm convinced in these interesting times that Jesus is giving us the capacity, and I like what Lee shared, capacity, and is doing something in us and transforming us to truly be the salt and the light. Jesus is the answer. We have the answer. Others don't have the answer. And that really makes the difference, even through navigating different seasons. So when, 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 when I was thinking about the salt, I was thinking, three, some, when I ask you what, what comes to your mind when you think about salt, for me it's, it, it's food, seasoning, uh, and taste. So it's, it, 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 it's about one, we have five basic senses, and I, 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 I was just thinking that salt addresses one of the senses, and that sense is taste. So reflecting on what we've just read in Matthew 5, when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. 
So I was, I was trying to wonder, okay, how, how do I taste? How do I reflect on that? And for me, taste talks about close proximity and interaction with the people uh, uh, around us. Everywhere God has planted us, whether you're in school, whether you're working, whether you're in business, whether you're in any area that God has planted us, in our neighborhoods, everywhere that we are, how we interact with people, the close proximity we have, and that points, seems to point to one direction, is what we say. What comes, what we confess, how we talk, that really, for me, it gives an opportunity for people to experience what we have, to taste what we have, what comes out of our mouth, what we really engage in, the kind of discussions, the things we say, the things we do not say, that really affects the flavor when we engage people. Even in this season, what we say, we need to be very careful on what we say. What are we testifying? What are we partnering with? What are we reflecting? Because once Jesus, once we have the revelation of who Jesus is, then that really changes the outlook of things. He, the Bible says he opens the eyes of our understanding. And when he opens the eyes of our understanding, we see things differently. We see perspectives that normally we, we couldn't see. And from that seeing, we are able to really affect the people around us by the things we say, what we confess, and, what we, and how we talk, and what we talk about. So that is salt, taste. When I talk, people are able to get the flavor and people are able to, to really connect with what I'm saying or not connect. And I'm able to uh, just be able to influence the people who are around me by what I say. But when I talk about light, when, when, we, when, when, it, when, it, when the Bible talks about now light, light for me, is about a different kind of sense. Light is sight, because you see light. You don't smell light, you don't touch it. You see it. So in as much as salt talks about um, We are good? Yeah. When, salt, salt talks about uh, what we say. But light, because it, it, talks, it, it, it addresses the sense of seeing, for me, it relates to what we do. Everything we do in life, in everything that God has called us to do, what we do and how we do really matters. So you have the salt that talks about what we say, the light, what we do. So it's about walking the talk. It's about walking the talk. And in this season, we need to walk the talk. Because Jesus has done something in us Jesus has opened our spiritual eyes. Jesus has given us access. And we'll talk about that more uh, in the next slides. Jesus, Jesus has given us access of God's perspective to everything about us and about what's going on. And so with that perspective, how we talk can influence a lot. And then how we engage in what we do and how we do it 
really adds and, and, and marries to what we are saying. And then we're able to walk the talk. Now, the key aspects in becoming salt and light, who can be the salt and light? And for me, I, I was able to look at three perspectives. Just three simple perspectives. Actually, two. Two simple perspectives. I see the journey to becoming salt and light. The first one is adoption as sons and daughters of, the, of, of, of God. When Jesus invites us into his family, we become God's family through salvation. Then the, uh, and, and in that surrender to Jesus, he's able to bring us to God's family and he's able now to uh, uh, do a work in us, transform us to be, uh, to be able to check. Yeah, this is much better. Yes, so, okay. How do we become salt and light? For me, salt and light is just two aspects. One is salvation. Us coming into the family of God. Jesus forgiving our sins and us being washed and us responding to his love. When you become a son and a daughter of God, you become part of the family. And he's able now to Give us access to spiritual blessings, spiritual insight that enables us to be the salt and the light. The other aspect which James talked about last Sunday is the aspect of abiding. To abide in Christ. And I'll be talking a bit more on this because I think this is where um, uh, we at times uh, may miss the point. By abiding, we become the salt and the light and bear much fruit. John 15, 4, 4 says, Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit in of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Abiding is, you see, at times we present the gospel as if it's just to um, say the sinner's prayer, you get a ticket to heaven and you're good but we forget to teach about the abiding in Christ. Abiding is a surrender, is a daily surrendering and commitment to, the, to Jesus and the work that he does in us. The work, the, the work Jesus does in us is all about in us. It's, about, it's an inner work. He, he's able to shine his light in our lives. He's able to change our hearts. He's able to give us capacity to do things that we couldn't even do before. That's why you find as you submit to Jesus, it's easier to forgive. It's easier to love now. Things that you struggled before, as Jesus works in us, then he's able to transform us to be more like him. And he gives us the capacity to be his salt and his light. Jesus is more interested in who we are becoming than what we do for him. I know it sounds very contradictory, but it's true. Jesus is more interested in who 
Richard is becoming than more than, Richard, than what Richard can do or Richard owns in his name. Because Jesus understands it's the work in us that gives us the ability to glorify the Father. Anything, that's why the Bible says, anything outside faith is sin. Because we cannot do anything outside Jesus and outside the work that he's doing in us to glorify the Father. So, how, how in, in understanding that Jesus is more interested in what we become than what we do, then it talks about daily surrender, daily devotion to the Lord. Now, I'll just give you a story about myself. You know, someone said you cannot live long to learn from your own mistakes. And so I'll give you an opportunity to, to learn from my mistakes. And in my many years as a Christian, because at times I consider myself a Christian dinosaur, in my many years as a Christian, there are those times I felt it's becoming dry, it's becoming uh, legalistic, it's becoming, I didn't feel a lot of oomph or life in how I was living. I knew what to do, I knew what to say, I knew how to look, I, knew, I, knew, I, I just knew what would be right for me to present myself as a believer. But inside myself, I felt there was a lot of dryness. It was, it was hard. It was like <clears throat> I'm doing it in my own strength. Until I came across a, a scripture. And this is part of the abiding, where you submit yourself to the transformation that Jesus is doing in your lives. And this is a daily affair. In the transformation process, the Spirit of God teaches us all things. John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I've said to you. So the Spirit of God will teach you all things. The Spirit of God will remind you all things. It's a win-win. In my submission to the transformation work of Jesus Christ in my life, I allow the Spirit of God to teach me what I need to know. And even when I forget, guess what? He reminds me. The other scripture, which is also, now this is the heart of the word I want to share. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 to 11. But God has revealed them which talks about spiritual wisdom. If you look at the scriptures before that, it, it, it talks of spiritual wisdom. But God has revealed spiritual wisdom to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man, which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So it says, verse 10, that the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So if you marry that with the scripture we read in John, 
The Spirit of God searches all things, the deep things about God. His thoughts towards us, his plans towards us, who he really is, his ability, his strength, his glory. The Spirit searches the things of God, and it even emphasizes the deep things of God. And then John tells us that the, the Spirit of God teaches you all things. So it's the Spirit of God that teaches you all these things. And the more you know God, the more you experience God, the more you have revelation of who God is, then your walk with the Lord becomes fresh, becomes energized, becomes you, you start walking in revelation of who God is, not just head knowledge. Because if you're not walking in revelation of who God is, then you start operating on head knowledge. And when I think about head knowledge, that doesn't translate in uh, the change that God has called us to and the experience of allowing the Spirit of God to continually change us and reveal himself to us. When I think about that, I see the scripture um, uh, from... Mark, uh, Matthew, Matthew 5, we read, if you read, if you go down to verse 20, it talks about unless your righteousness supersedes that of the Pharisees, then you'll be missing the point. And so, in my walk, when I was confessing to you about the, 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 the dry spell, it's because I realized I had stopped walking in that revelation of who God is. And the only way I can walk in that revelation is that deep devotion, surrender, daily pursuit of Jesus. And from that place, as I walk in revelation of who God is, then I'm able to be the salt and the light of the world. Because in this day and age, wherever we go, whether it's our workplace, whether it's our businesses, whether it's in schools, whether it's in ministry, everywhere God has planted us, people are waiting for the revelation of God. People want to experience God. People, people, people have a hunger in their souls that nothing else can fill. And so as we embrace the intimacy with Jesus, the Spirit of God is able to bring understanding and revelation, the deep things of God. And we are transformed and we're able to be his salt and his light. And I was thinking about this and I was finding an interesting relationship here. And this is just me. Um, this is not the Lord who said this is me. I see a picture. The Father coming up with this amazing redemption plan. I see Jesus executing that plan. And I see the Holy Spirit completing that plan by transforming us to be what God has called us to be. And so, as we reflect on being the salt of the earth, I feel we have everything in Christ to be the salt and the light of the earth. We are able to allow the Spirit of God to give us this deep revelation of who God is in our day-to-day -day life that affects what we say, it affects what we do, and we walk the talk. 
It is indeed a tough season. But in the light of God, then everything changes. It is God who is more than able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever think or imagine. We are the ones with the solution. We are the ones who carry the hope. And so, as we conclude, I just want to encourage us to see ourselves as Jesus sees ourselves, the salt and the light of the world, even in this time. And by his spirit, he will help us even shine brighter and affect every sphere of influence that he's placed us in. So even as we conclude, I have just, I'd like us just to reflect and take stock and ask ourselves. Uh, I think Lee and uh, Adam asked this question. And I will ask it because this is the beginning of all the work for us to become salt and light. Have you been adopted as a son and a daughter of the Most High God? Is Jesus Lord? Because that's, that's where the work begins. That's, that's, that's where you join the family of God and God is able to transform and, 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 and just change us and give us perspective about us and about him. And if, you're, if you've never made that decision, this is an amazing day to, do, to make that decision. And you can just type on the chat, and if you're here, we can spend time with you. The second question is, for those of us who walk in the faith, are we fully surrendered, or are you at the place where I was, where...